chaos, but the calm episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's awake. Welcome to chaos, but <laughs> the ghost is awake. Yep. There was there's someone taking a nap in this room, and we just started podcasting on top of them. And so. it was <laughs> yeah, we're all laying on top of the person. It's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes. All right, then. I want you to know. Finger guns. That's how I feel about that. Great. Anyways, we're Physical talking about soundtracks gags. today. Yeah. Soundtracks that we enjoy. We haven't done this conversation before, so I'm really looking forward to it. And we've each picked one soundtrack from video games, television shows, and movies. And um, I want to go first. All right, go first. All right, so uh, I'm going to say this because I feel like, Travis, there's going to be some overlap between us. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some overlap between me and Ben, too, I yeah. feel like. Is there? There might be. There might be. Is there? Yeah. There probably okay. is. Um, I just don't want to uh, be a copier. I want y'all to copy me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say that my favorite video game soundtrack is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. All right. It's one. I mean, Zelda's already known for its iconic music. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. uh, to me... Even though I love, like, I love Twilight Princess's soundtrack, mm-hmm. I think the really standout one from that is, of course, the one where, I don't remember the song, but it's, uh, like, Mipha's Lament or something. Oh, yeah. But it's the one where she's injured and Wolf Link is, like, taking her through the rain and yeah. it's very, like, somber. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, you know, obviously, Ocarina of Time soundtrack really gets praise. Very well iconic. As, uh, uh, one Wind of the Waker. few great things about that game. <laughs> we know you don't mean that. <laughs> Look, I know, and you know, that, that we what know. you mean is that you think the game is overrated, and that's fair. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> because usually things that reach that level of myth- mythic like Proportion. oh, yeah. proportions are overrated. Yeah. I will grant you. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's bad. Okay? No, you're right. You're right. Thank it's you. It's not bad. Thank you. It's too much of it. That's fair. Yeah. I will grant you. Yeah. Go to prison. <laughs> you go to video game fanboy jail. Is it R? Is that R slash MGTOW? Oh God! Oh no! Please cut that out. There, there or don't. Are... Whatever. Yeah. We don't care about making them mad. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> but we're gonna keep it happy. We're gonna keep it light, and we're gonna keep my blood pressure down. Because if I get another note from my doctor, <laughs> he will declare me legally dead. All right, yep. so. You say as you guzzle caffeine down. <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is a little bit out of topic, but when does that ever happen on this show? Uh, mm, I every time. have perfect blood pressure. Like, Do you? It's to the point where I go into the doctor's office and they like take they check twice. Yeah, because they're, they're so impressed. They're yeah. like, whoa. Seriously? That's Damn. amazing. And I'm like, thank you. That, My that, heart is really good. It kind of reminds me of any time I go to the audiologist, they have to uh, just reconfirm that I'm deaf in one ear. They're <laughs> like, yep, still not working. Yep. Great. You know what, really? It's, speaking of like... It, my hearing test literally has not changed in the last 15 years. Yeah. What it, the, my charts are exactly the same. What are the chances that will ever change? Here's why. Here's, do they do well, I mean, it? they're really they're testing for my left ear. Uh, to see if it goes out too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Any day now. I thought you meant they were just checking the same fucking air. No. <laughs> Do they? So they check. Uh, they have to check it when your eyes are bad. They have to check your eyes every year too. Yeah. 
uh, and like you can't get glasses or contacts without having an updated prescription. Right. Yeah. But my eyesight hasn't changed since I hit like 22. Yeah, my yeah. eyesight's been the same for the last 10 years. And I think it's not going to get worse until I'm like old. Yeah. Uh, I'd say you probably got about three more years on that. How old are you? 57? Well, I'm 67 right okay, now. Okay, you're 67. Okay, yeah. I'm surprised your eyes haven't gone out already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any surprised haven't fallen out of your skull. Uh, well, I'm not the, I'm not the Crypt Keeper yet, although mm. I did see him on Tinder, which means he is in my age range. <laughs> uh, my, my range on Tinder is uh, 55 to immortal. So, <laughs> Which way did you swipe on the old Crypt Keeper? Oh, uh, hard left. Hard left. All right. You imagine that voice doing some dirty talk in the bedroom? Absolutely not. All right. That is a hard no for me. I thought the joke was that you were going to say yes to him. Yeah. Never no, mind. The joke is no. Hard yeah. no. Hard joke, no. The joke is dead, unlike the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, now that we've already... Well, we were... Now that we've ruined this... Um, <laughs> we were less than a minute into an episode, and we already got off on a tangent. Is that a yeah. new record for us? Fuck yeah. No. <laughs> nope. Probably not. Are we going to go like uh, each I person... I think we've started episodes just off topic. Go oh. ahead and... Are we going to do video game and yeah, then let's, TV let's and then Yeah, let's all do video movie? games and then TV and then movies. Okay. Um... I was not expecting that to happen, so let, let's go to Ben for video games. <laughs> All right, other way around. Yeah, that's, it, it technically is still circular, some sort of clockwise. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with a classic PlayStation 1 game. Ooh. The turn-based, RK, or turn-based RPG classic, Legend of Dragoon. All right. Oh, yeah, got it. it had like, such like great... like. Like fantasy based, but still very hard rock soundtrack. Like imagine just ancient times with giant lizards, but also guitars. Mm. And it's pretty fucking cool. I can Hell dig it. Yes. I, yeah. I, I can dig that. Um, since Travis is still thinking of his. Nope, I got it. Okay. All right. Sure. Is it I mean, that's a great one. Yeah, it is. But it's it's not that. Uh, I'm gonna say Undertale. That's a good one. The yeah. Undertale soundtrack fucking slaps. It's got bops. It's got yep. everything in between. Like there is, it's so good. Hell yeah! Anything stand out from the soundtracks we've mentioned that were like this song? This is the um, is like the song. Oh god, I can't even do that for. Um. I mean, like, the big meme song from Undertale is Megalovania. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because it's Toby Fox, the developer of Undertale, who used to do um, mods of Mother games. And um, specifically Mother 3, I think. But he, he always round. used Megalovania as a boss fight mm-hmm. in his work. So, obviously... And Megalovania was actually used in Homestuck at one point as well because oh, he, really? he did music for Homestuck. I, That's you cool. know what? I fucking knew. I knew there was a connection between Homestuck and Undertale. Oh, yeah. Hondo P. I knew it. Hondo P, yeah. Uh, Are they set in the same universe? No. Hell no. Um, it's the same world. But for me, I think the standout tracks would probably be um, Bone Trestle. Which is another kind of meme one. That's the papyrus. Yeah. The skeleton papyrus theme. As well as... Uh, it's called like Bergentruking or something like that. Some some German word. But it's like the final... It's one of the final, final boss fights. So good. Oh, yeah. 
I'm going to say from Breath of the Wild, songs that really stand out to me. Um, it's a variation of, uh, so most of the songs in Breath of the Wild, not most, but a lot of the songs in Breath of the Wild are variations of older um, Zelda game songs. Right, yeah. So for example, the Temple of Time is in Breath of the Wild, and the song that plays there is a slowed down Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about music to be like, and here's how else they changed it. Mm-hmm. But I want to say they did some shit with the notes. It's a slow down Temple of Time from Ocarina. Okay. Um, and then you've got uh, the uh, Song of Thunder plays in one part of the game. Mm-hmm. And these, these are all like very similar, but they change a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And my favorite version of that is that in Rito Village, the song they play is a variation on Dragon's Roost. Yeah, And so it's fantastic. Good. And then also um, the main theme, the main Breath of the Wild theme mm-hmm. is really just, when that plays the first time that Link Oh yeah, you step out, out and you see, sh- the, uh, like, you look off the plateau and everything. It's amazing. So good. And then um, also the songs that come whenever a dragon is nearby. Yeah. It starts out really slow and then it builds and it's wonderful. It's super cool. Any standout track for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, all the music from Legend Legend of Goon, at least from the, the first three quarters of the game, because mm-hmm. sweet holy fuck, there's a really hard point at the la- <laughs> like the last quarter of the game <laughs> yeah. that I've never been able to beat. But I love the music, the the battle themes, specifically the boss battle themes are always really fucking rad. Uh, Dart's theme is really good, and so is Shayna's theme. Nice. I was also going to say that Earthbound has a really good soundtrack. It, it does. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that we had some old games and some newer games. Yeah. Mm. Uh, TV shows? TV shows. Okay. What you got? Hilda. Ah, uh, yes. It's a new Netflix series. It's for children, but mm. I'm a child at heart, so mm. there we go. Uh, the main theme was actually done by Grimes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the whole music, all the music throughout the show. So the show is kind of like a, it's like an urban fantasy, except it's set in like a small, well, the first couple of episodes are set out in the wilderness. Oh, like a small Scandinavian country. Mm-hmm. But then it moves to a city called Tro- Trollberg. Um, so named because they built up a giant roll around the city to keep trolls out. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, turned to stone during the day. And like how yes. at night. Um, <clears throat> but the music's just very, like, uh, you know, very fantastic. But it's also got, like, sort of a modern edge to it without being, like... Because my problem with a lot of urban fantasy is that a lot of urban fantasy is very dark. Yeah. And Hilda is very light. And Where's our light, flowery urban fantasy? There we go. Fucking Hilda. Yeah. Watch. Um, I'm also going to give a special shout out to, and I don't like all of the soundtrack, but the Gravity Falls theme song is... It's a banger. It's, it's good. It's just... I'll listen to it just in the car. Like, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his work is really excellent. Yeah, Breen Burns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also did the intro to uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Yeah, and a couple mm-hmm. of other ones, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you Ben. I'll give you two. Okay. The Sopranos and the Goosebumps TV show. Okay. Ooh, Goosebumps is excellent. Yeah, it is. I haven't seen enough Sopranos to conf- to to agree. The intro song is pretty much the only one you really gotta worry about. Fair enough. There is a really cool way that they use music, like throughout the show. They do a lot of weird experimental like themes and different thing like stuff with a like a 
the camera angles and music later on. Mm-hmm. Like right before a car crash, they play this really fucked up version of I believe it's Money by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. and it hits you like if you're really familiar with the song, mm-hmm. like you'll be like, what the fuck is that? And then as soon as you think that the car crash happens, oh, yeah, it's really like there's a lot of really cool stuff that they do later on with the show, but it's like. I don't know, man. I really just wanted Goodfellas for like seven seasons, yeah. but you gave me Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no Lost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Goosebumps, that intro song. Hoo, hoo, ha. I can't do the over the. I'm sorry. Is this the loudest fucking box? <laughs> yeah. That our class is like, Yeah. The fuck is it's certainly know. jarring oh, as, a, Holly, as a sound. Yeah, Holly does this thing where she'll like. It's a box full of jars. Like she'll try it to is. dig in, in a box. And um, Holly, do you not respect the fact that we are recording a podcast? No. She doesn't know what's going on. She's, She's like, it's oh, time no, for I another tangent. Oh, and actually holding a conversation with the cat. <laughs> yeah, Travis, I fucking know she doesn't know what's going on. She's a goddamn cat. Anyway, any bedoozle. Uh, my TV show soundtrack is going to be Letter Kenny. Yeah, oh, that's good. so fucking good. Do you sometimes put your ear to the TV and try to tell it to quiet down so that it doesn't bother? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I can't get over it. Did you see that post on the Letterkenny subreddit recently where somebody had a beer? Like, and they were holding it up, and like at the bottom where they put the ink on it, it said, I could really go for some sushis. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to say, uh, Letterkenny introduced me to one of my new favorite bands. Um, did the song uh, everyone is yeah everyone looks like everyone, everyone. Like yeah pack ad yep very cool that's very a great cool. song yeah very cool i've had a couple of different tv shows actually introduce me to different oh, like yeah. music that i really like well and see i i, I thought ben and i's crossover moment was going to be letter like i thought you were going to say letter kenny in oh, that I'm... case i would have said scrubs <laughs> because scrubs has a great soundtrack too mm. I tried to think of things y'all wouldn't think of or would say. Mm, yeah, Obviously, true. Adventure Time and... Well, yeah, Adventure Time and Steven Universe. And Steven Universe. But those seem to be kind of the obvious oh, ones. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy oh, Bebop. Cowboy oh, Bebop, my God. I could, I could go... I could wax poetic about many anime. Having oh, yeah. just banger Trigon. soundtracks. But I don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we already well, talk enough about anime on this podcast as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Although my movie is going to be an animated movie. Okay. An animated movie. Well, what is it? Uh, Howl's Moving Castle. All right. I think out of all all Miyazaki movies, banger soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And mm, banger is probably the wrong word. Because Miyazaki movies are very, uh, like, the soundtracks are pretty chill. But I think out of all Miyazaki soundtracks, my favorite is Howl's Moving Castle. I don't know why. It's a good one. It just is. I love that movie, too. What about you, Ben? That's would, it. That's all I have to say. It's really mm, good. I would go with either The Crow or The Big Lebowski. Ah. Uh, Those one. are two very different movies. Yes, yeah. they are. <laughs> uh, but they both have really kick-ass soundtracks. Uh, a lot of like The Crows is just post-grunge, pseudo-grunge, mm-hmm. just fun stuff. A little bit of new metal, maybe? That's that's it's too new for new metal. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because like the crow, if he had said uh, like mid nineties, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Corn <clears throat> didn't release an album until like '98 or '99, maybe 2000. Was on the early 2000s. No, but it came fact, out in the '90s. I've actually, never seen The Crow. Me neither. It's a really good movie. Uh, but The Big Lebowski, just a whole lot of fun. There's different cover songs, oh, yeah. like the yeah, yeah. the cover of Hotel California is amazing. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of a live action movie where I really like the soundtrack, and I've got one. But Travis, you go. The Crow came out in '94. Oh, um, wow, that is an old movie. For movie soundtracks, I'm gonna say uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Ooh, just so like iconic, so good, and beautiful. So much French horn going on in there. Star Wars. Star Wars, of course. Obviously. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Harry, yeah, duh. But I'm gonna go anything and say John this. Williams writes music for, really. Yeah. And this is a movie I just saw. I really loved. The Captain Marvel soundtrack. Oh, that yeah. was a lot of fun, too. Well, let, let's throw Into the Spider-Verse out there, too. Oh, my God. Yes. Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. And maybe like a Post Malone song. So, yeah. good job, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Captain... Because I had a very weird feeling. Because I actually am pretty down in the 90s, like, movie-wise and music-wise. Yeah. And everybody is always like, oh, the 90s were amazing. But I... 90s weren't that great. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan, especially film-wise. The 90s were the ocarina of time of music and movies. And They're a little games. overrated, but a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll put it into Travis Dern. to Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel is just, how 90s can this get? Like, there's a True Lies fucking advertisement and like she falls in the middle of a fucking blockbuster it's very 90s she has to go to a payphone wow she hacks into a payphone she hacks into a payphone and this is the first movie that i've seen that was just like 90s 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 yeah because it's it's set in the past right it is set in the past so it's like it's like retrospective 90s whereas mm. i've seen a lot of movies that are set yeah, in the that 80s. are made in the 90s well and i've seen a lot of movies that were made in the 90s and i've seen a lot of movies that were made today but set in the 80s, 80s and a lot of movies in the 80s that are set in the 50s yeah and so on and so but this forth. is yeah. the first movie i've seen that was made today set in the 90s and that's important because i remember most of the 90s oh yeah i was born in 91 we're starting that 20 year cycle or yep. 1891 yeah but I you was, decide. You, you, you choose. I was born in 91. And, uh, you know, so I don't remember the 80s. So when there's a bunch of movies that are nostalgic for the 80s, I'm like, yeah, sure. But I, I, you know, have pretty good memories of, like, the late 90s. So it's just very um, weird for me to see, like, the decade I was born in be, like, super memed. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's what all those movies are. They're memes. Yeah. They're, you know, like... Or TV shows like Stranger Things, like it's not actually the '80s because it can't be because it's looking through it retrospectively. It's a meme of the '80s. Yeah, <sighs> strange, but I really enjoyed it, and I didn't yeah. think I liked '90s music as much as I did. But I, I thought every song was really nice. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it fit the movie real and good. They used them well. Yeah, they used them well. Nice. Also, she wears like a nine-inch nail shirt. <laughs> yeah, and a fucking plaid over thing. Hell it's yeah. ridiculous. And Sam Jackson drops the lose the flannel <laughs> line when they get into like a government building. It's very <laughs> funny. The whole movie's really goddamn good. Hmm. It's worth checking out if you haven't seen. Well, Which, I mean, months later. But like, yeah. check it out on Redbox. No, I mean, I'm one of those people that doesn't watch Marvel movies. Like, yeah. I watch like one Marvel movie a year, so... Maybe this should be your one. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I still think you need to see Thor Ragnarok. I think you need to see Thor Ragnarok and yeah. then you need to see Captain Marvel. And Black Panther, if you haven't. If you 
if you had to gun to your head, those would be the good ones to watch. Because uh, Captain Marvel, it was just a good kind of bottle for their own little what was happening with the story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an origin story. Yeah. But it also doesn't... It's not the by the numbers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like every Spider-Man origin story where we see Uncle Ben die. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No, fuck none, none of that. Yeah, is. okay. Good. Kill them all, Peter. Um. Now, we do good, see good. like how she becomes Captain Marvel, but it kind of drops us... I don't want to say too much, but it kind of drops us into it. It's Literally. Nice. I enjoy it. Um, I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did I mean, that's all I have to say about that. We've mentioned yeah. soundtracks. Good, concise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up tight. <laughs> Get it no done. one's getting pregnant today. You know, I enjoy it when we don't ramble and ramble on forever and the episode goes too long and we forget what yeah. we were talking about. And, yeah. Um, Sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Uh, Turn the page. What are we doing today? We're talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. There we go. We did it. We said it again. All right. I don't think we're talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. No, I think we're talking about episode. In fact, I think we're talking about 18. 18. It's an episode called The Monster at the End of This Book. And I I have been waiting for this one for a while. Do you remember? I think I mentioned this a while ago. Do you remember when I said that I told a friend of mine that we watched, we were watching Supernatural and doing a podcast about it, and he said, Supernatural, the only show I've ever heard of that got better after it jumped the shark. Are we jumping the shark? We're, I mean, if we're not jumping it, we're getting on the shark. We're about to fall off of it. So, it's, so it's ready. pretty close. This isn't, like, they're not, like, they're not on the Ski-Doo just yet. Yeah. But, boy, they're, are we, wa- about to. we're walking up to the pier. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I mean, yeah. the end of season four, like this episode and the next episode, we're getting near some sharks. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. I'm so next, ready for these the sharks. The episode after this one is literally called "Jump the Shark." Oh Jesus! Yes. It's <laughs> a little little tongue in cheek, but yeah. I think I can dig it. Yeah. All right. Let's figure it out. So, what's it called again? The monster at the end of this book. What do you think it's about? So Sam and Dean, um, already wrong. God, I wanted to. I don't know enough about. Uh, I was about... gonna. I was gonna say the plot to John dies at the end. Damn and Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about uh, Jensen and Jared, mm-hmm. and um, girl with phantom limb disorder. And Jenny they. And uh, Jerry. And so dog. Jenny and Jerry. They um they go into a house and there's um there's a bunch of stuff in the house and they do things like sit in some chairs and sleep in some beds and. Eat some porridge and nothing matters because we're all gonna die in the end. Yay! You're damn right. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's watch. It was pretty Nietzsche. Travis hit the record button. I what? Exactly. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh? So here's what's the, happening. Here's the thing about profits. <laughs> Step one: collect underpants. Step two: <laughs> I don't know. Step, Step three: three profit. profit. <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> what do underpants have to do with this? Sorry, I coughed through all of that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's meta humor. It's a South Park reference. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. It was funny in my head. Now I guess Ari's going to do most of the work summing up the episode. Ben's going to make bad puns. Fucking <laughs> don't pull their weight. Speaking of not pulling my weight, can I have another Pocky? <laughs> do you see what ha- is happening here? We're making meta references to the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll shoehorn in a suit you hawk show reference. Gotcha. Yeah. I would just like we don't do that every single day. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that I don't think... I'm pretty sure our Yu Hakusho reference that we're going to make isn't actually going to be that referential to the show. Because we're not going to talk about any of the specifics. We're just going to mention Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, as long as we mention it, our counter goes back down to zero. Yeah, yeah. We, don't have to, we don't have to get too specific. <laughs> we don't even have a counter. It's just a solid zero. It's, yeah, it We is. can't it change. It's not mechanical. Yeah. I literally just printed it out. Yeah, if you've seen it on on Instagram, I just printed that picture out and <laughs> stuck it on, on also, the board. Notice that it says days, not weeks. Yeah, doesn't matter. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, we only do the show once a week. Yeah, you hug shows for life. Sometimes yeah. we do it. Yeah, less than once a week. <laughs> uh, I think right about now, I'm actually going to interrupt what we're doing to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. So perfect. Just uh, keep recording. All right, yeah. and then. Um, and then we're going to secretly find out that our apartment has flooded. Yep. And we have to stop recording an episode. <laughs> oh, God. finish recording it three days later. Splish, sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what are you doing? Uh, you should come see this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, not awesome. It's the exact opposite of awesome. And now... Thanks, Ben. And now that Ari's back... <laughs> now that Ari's back, uh, we can get off subject about something. <laughs> oh, Steven's here. You guys like tangents? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. More of a cosign kind of man. Y'all seen oh the God. surprise Zelda game that's coming out this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, Necromancer spinoff? Yeah, yeah. Crypt of the Necromancer. And my mouth really hurts. You know, that was supposed to just be DLC, but Nintendo was like, yeah, you can only put that on the Switch. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we own this. All right, so what actually Wasn't happened in fun? this episode? Wasn't that a fun bit <laughs> yeah. that we did? Hey. Hey. Can we all agree that meta humor is not annoying and over overdone? Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, it's Supernatural, this episode is just up its own ass. And yeah. I love oh, it. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's totally great. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, they're obviously, you know, giving a nod to the the fans this and episode, their awareness of them. This episode should have been called, You Are the Man, Eric Kripke. Yeah. <laughs> You're that man, Eric. Yeah. Mr. Kripp. You're mm. that guy. Um, because this episode is about a prophet who writes who sees supernatural the show yeah and writes it into supernatural the books and now my head hurts yeah yeah and boy what a way to think about killing yourself oh mm-hmm. god i just can you imagine four years of dreaming about supernatural oh god try 14 you're right <laughs> yeah i was gonna say I, I bet people just do that Oh, I, I don't know what you're I talking can't imagine. about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we get some get some uh, fan fiction references. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, like, what is slash? Slash. Um. Uh, well, we get a Winces gets a shout out. Yep. Uh, Dean calls out people on internet forums. Yeah. Uh, for fans of the show, they seem to have a lot of complaints. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> I had 
to, you know, there's something special about not only critiquing the show you're in while you're in the show, yeah. but also bitching about people critiquing the show you're in. Absolutely. Like, at Next any level. point, Dean had been like, hey, Ari, Travis, yeah. Ben, <laughs> several years from now, you're going to have a podcast, and uh, just want to say, you guys are kind of mean. Yeah. You're kind of mean about us. Yeah. I would have started going to church again. We're kind of mean about everything. That's true. We're mean people. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's why no one listens to our show. We're just too mean. Yeah, <laughs> we should try and be nicer. Hey, our moms listen, so uh, no, they don't. You're right; they absolutely <laughs> do not. Uh, the um, so what stood out this episode is like the most meta up its own ass thing. When uh, when Chuck, the guy who's writing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. says surviving horror is one thing but living through bad writing I can't imagine yeah. <laughs> bitch me too yeah uh, that was a good one I was gonna say when Chuck finds out that he's a prophet of the lord and he's writing the Winchester gospels yeah and he's like I mean that is I you know I wrote myself in the book but that is some M. Night Shyamalan little level of douchiness <laughs> we see you Eric Kripke yeah we see oh, yeah. you for who you are damn right and man I don't know whose idea this was I don't know who penned all of this shit but Sarah Gamble if it was you and I could look it up but I'm not going to because I'm too lazy mm. Sarah Gamble if it was you uh, just tell uh, Eric Kripke you have a problem with his direct his, yeah. his, <laughs> his show running style yeah. all right I, pr- you know, they're a little tongue in cheek about it, but uh, he, it is douchey. It is a little douchey. I mean, it is, but you know, it, it's one of those things. It's all, it's all for the joke, really. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it, but like, come on. Yeah. Come on, you're making the writer of your show so important that heaven itself has come down to right. protect him. To protect him. Chuck calls himself a god. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some ways, that's how it is. Like, the creator of the show is the god of that show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they create that universe. All right, Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite Vonnegut book got a shout out. Mm-hmm. Slaughterhouse Five. Cat's Cradle. I ain't no plebe. <laughs> I ain't a punk. I've read more than one Vonnegut book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've read a couple. Don't read Time Quake. It's not that good. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. I like Breakfast of Champions. That's a good one, too. And Cat's Cradle is my favorite. Hope and it... Slaughterhouse Five is really good. Yeah. But that's the one that everybody got assigned in high school, oh, so yeah. everybody's fucking read it. Yeah. Um. And uh, Kildare is really good. Or what? Kilgore Trout. Kilgore Trout. There yeah. we go. Uh, also... And Blue... Uh, Blue... Blue Mondays? It's something. Something like that. I was going to say, thank you, Dr. Kevorkian, because that's just a fun name. <laughs> um, Vonnegut's uh, nonfiction stuff is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Vonnegut. Vonnegut. That guy. What yep. a great yeah. writer. The, I think, like, the like to tie it back into meta stuff, the best line from Slaughterhouse-Five is, like, at in the POW camp in Germany, uh, when he's like, yeah, there are all of these prisoners, <laughs> like, these, uh, these soldiers of various countries trapped here in Germany. Uh, all of them are very sick, but this man over in the corner who is the sickest, who the worst things are happening, I'd go into more detail, but it's really gross. He's like, that guy is this writer. 
<laughs> Speaking of fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of uh, Slaughterhouse Five is the guy who makes the valiant speech, but then gets shot for stealing a teapot. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, for looting. Yeah. It's this guy, and he makes this super like, you know, he's he's part of uh, uh, Billy's um, troop, mm. and he makes this like super like heroic speech about how they're gonna make it and they're gonna survive, and then later you find out that he's gunned down by firing squad. Yep. Because he looted uh, the through the uh, bombing, yeah, Damn. through the through the dead bodies and stuff. Wow. Yeah. If I remember right, that guy deserved it, so it's all good. Vonnegut, man. Yeah. Doesn't pull back his punches. No. I appreciated the fact that we saw a little bit a different side of Dean's character because he's the one who's got the Vonnegut references. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really cool. Yeah, because like. Uh, Chuck Chuck is describing the the stuff that he is coming up that they haven't lived through yet, mm-hmm. and Dean's like, um, Ch- Chuck's like, "Have you read Vonnegut?" And Dean goes, "Slaughterhouse Five or Cat's Cradle," and Chuck's like, "No, nah, man." And Sam kind of gives him like a what, like a what? Look? Now was uh, that a like a what look as in Sam hasn't read Vonnegut or Sam can't believe that Dean's Dean read. has read Vonnegut? I Number feel like two, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Sam has. I mean, again, Slaughterhouse Five is very common in public schools for, for on the reading list, and it's not like John was sending them to private schools. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that D- Sam's at least read Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, but I liked I liked that Dean Dean's a Vonnegut fan. I, that's a really different side of his character that we've seen. Yeah. Because and it seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Dean enjoying Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Um, but so often with that type of character, like, intelligence is, like, soy boy stuff. Right, yeah. So it's nice to... Well, uh, I mean, it's like knowing about Snow White or any yeah, other fairy yeah, yeah. tales. Oh, like... okay. So, Dean knows a, so Dean's Red Cat's Cradle. Yeah. But he hasn't, has he it, doesn't know the plot doesn't to know Snow, the plot White. Snow White. Okay, I get it. What's very funny Vonnegut's is... Vonnegut's for the straights. Yeah. Yeah. You, Snow White's except for the gays. Vonnegut is not for the streets. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> I like how you went from, yeah, I really like that Dean likes Vonnegut, to what the fuck? I do yeah. like that. However, Supernatural writers, hey, yeah. doesn't make fucking sense for him to be like, yeah, I've got this Cat Cradles reference on lock. But then, like, I don't know, one of the most basic stories in all of Western canon. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. <laughs> still mad about it. Um, sorry, I'm just reminded of one of my favorite Vonnegut, quote, Vonnegut quotes, which is, um, if you want to make your parents mad and you absolutely cannot be gay, go into the arts. I'm serious. There's yeah. no way to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> and you, if you absolutely cannot be gay, go into the arts. Mm. Um, so here we are. Gay and artistic. <laughs> <laughs> Took it a little too to heart. <laughs> Took it to heart a little too well. Yep. And now I'm gay, artistic, and very sad. Yeah. So, just like Vonnegut, actually. The big trio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't know if Kurt Vonnegut was gay. I'm pretty sure he had a wife. I think he had a wife, too. That doesn't mean it. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. She could have been a beard. She could have been a beard. She could. He could be bi. Yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows? Yeah, maybe he was a trisexual. In willing to try anything. He had three legs? Yes. <laughs> he was popular at parties. Ah. He was trisexual. He loved tricycles. Yep. <laughs> um I also really loved Cass this episode. Oh yeah, he was Cass good. Coming in. Yeah. Coming in with the slow verse. Uh coming in hot with the No, I am not kidding you. I forgot. Well, actually, that's not the part I liked because mm. I forgot how much of Cass's dialogue when he first gets introduced is so terrible. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. it's not great. Because <laughs> it's because it's Misha. It's poor Misha Collins. It's poor Misha Collins having to do this voice. This voice, and they only give him lines that are either like "I'm an alien" or they're like they're fucking like um, exposition. The the wrath will be brought down upon yeah. the heads of those who blah, blah. I'm just like, cat, cat, talk like a fucking human. And he does this episode, and I really liked that. The little moment with Dean, where Dean is praying for help, and then Cass actually comes to his aid. That was really cool. I liked that a lot. Oh, yeah. I just ate some very delicious pasta, because <laughs> I fucking love that. I'm doing the hand motion with it. Y'all can't yeah. tell, but I know. Physical gags. Physical gags. Um, I also really liked uh, um, Lilith. Yeah, Lilith was good. Good to see Lilith anymore. not a child. Yeah. Which, she's all. Thank God. Because, yeah. uh,. I, I really did like Lilith's angle in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Because her whole thing is that she doesn't want... she. I guess somehow she found out that she's going to die in this whole apocalypse altercation and to bring Lucifer to back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and she's like, fuck Lucifer, I want to be alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, Honor among thieves. Yeah, and so she comes to Sam and is like, all right, Sam, if you fuck me, I'll make all this stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm pretty sure... Lilith just wants to get into Sam's pants. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, There's no way that, like, just... Okay. I, like, thank God. Thank God that Alistair wasn't trying to make a deal with anyone. Because can you fucking imagine? Oh, man. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'm going to make you an in offer. In the bedroom. You I can't, can't do the voice. Refuse. Ben, say something sexy in the Alistair voice. <laughs> Go. Something sexy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, see, thanks. it's terrible. Yeah. I'm dried yeah. up. Like, it's not yeah. good. Um, I, like, that's that was a little ridiculous. Yeah. It was a little yeah. bit like, you guys just wanted to have this. Because, mm. like, after they meet Chuck, they're like, you know, Chuck's like, uh, Sam, you and Lilith are going to Gonna go to Pound Town. Yeah, go to Bone City, yeah. bitch. Bone City, bitch. Yeah. And Sam's like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> um, and and Dean takes it seriously, but Sam's like, come, come. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I always liked episodes where Sam is the skeptic. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's, it's a nice little turnaround. I like episodes where Sam is just like. I like moments where Sam is just like generally like. Bitch, you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, one of my favorite Sam moments this episode is when D Dean and Chuck are like, this is serious. And Sam's like, are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? <laughs> you think I'm going to sleep with Lilith? 
come on, man. This is like, serious. He was so he was so offended. Hi, serious. I'm Sam. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm Sam, and I'm here to tell you, not in this fucking timeline. Yeah. Nope. All right, not here, not now. That's some French mistake bullshit that you put on me because <laughs> my body is a temple and not for Lilith. Like she, uh, he's so just like put out. He's not yeah. even mad. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, oh <laughs> my God, can't believe it. He acts like I do when Travis, uh, thinks I'm 10 years older than him. Because you are like legit. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, you're so much older than me. Okay, it's crazy. We can calm down. <laughs> I want to point out that Ben and I were born in the same Yeah, year, and you don't right? talk about that. That's funny. Yeah, but Ben and I are like 91. the same age. Yeah. <laughs> I want to break up the rest of your pocket. Oh, no. Have fun eating the pieces. No. Back to the ASMR. Show. Oh god, no! Even worse, even worse. I can deal with broken pocky. Not gonna deal with the ASMR. Um. Oh god. Uh, I loved Dean in the diner. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they were they were trying to decide. Uh, like, all right, well, we'll just do the opposite of what he wrote. What do I order? A bacon cheeseburger. Okay, I'll get a. Veggie tofu Do a burger. Veggie tofu burger. And this fucking diner. Yeah, and by the way, like, a God. veggie burger doesn't have to be made out of tofu. Yeah. It shouldn't be made out of tofu. Wait, hold on. The fact that this veggie burger, because I've had some good veggie burgers in oh, my life. Absolutely. And I, tofu? I had an impossible burger the other day, and it was fucking delightful. Yeah. To- like, Satan, please. Yeah. Don't bring me into this. I mean, tofu. No, you're Jesus. Uh, tofu has its place. Tofu is delicious. Not as a burger, though. What do they make the Morningstar burgers out of? The Morningstar burgers? Yeah, you know that company, Morningstar. Oh, um, those are like soy. Probably like soybeans. What? Beans? Yeah. Okay. They're like beans. The Morningstar burgers. Um. Are. Good. When I was From a where? girl cook, we had black bean burgers, and those were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those. I mean, y'all know how I feel about beans, and that is negatively. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gonna eat a veggie burger, I just would like that. I can't imagine. I'm I'm telling you, the Impossible Burger, fucking fantastic. What was the Impossible Burger made out of? It, it, you could have plopped it down in front of me and told me it was made of meat. Wow. And I would have fucking believed it. Wow. Damn. But what cracks me up about this scene is that they, the diner that they're in fucking got drive-ins, diners, and dives did. Guy Fieri visited. It did? No, but no, the waitress Oprah's sister. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oprah's... Oprah's she said, like, Oprah's, Oprah's brother yeah, or Oprah's girlfriend, girlfriend or something. Oprah's girlfriend. We had the best bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, so they didn't just go to, like, the normal diner. Somebody came... Some Food Network person came to this small fucking town... Yeah. Tried their bacon cheeseburgers. Was Oprah on Weight Watchers at this time? Probably. Was her girlfriend on Weight Watchers? When is Oprah not on Weight Watchers? Good point. Um. <coughs> Says they have the best bacon <laughs> cheeseburgers in this in the nation. In yeah. The nation. So Dean can be like, oh. That's Whoops. a lot of burgers. That's a lot of burgers. And so uh, Dean's also, like, let me get the. Has a strong 
Canadian accent. Oh, she yeah. Did. Everyone, every side character in this episode had a strong, very. It was oh, like, yeah. all right, we got to dip into the general population for mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. <laughs> what, hey, what are you guys talking about? But yeah. uh, a boot. So he orders Sorry, the veggie burger. Put in my car. A boot. <laughs> and she magically goes and gets their order in like five minutes, which oh, yeah. some places are quick. Mm. Nobody's that fucking quick. And so she plops the burger down, gives Sam his cob salad, and he takes one bite. He's like, holy shit, tofu is amazing. And she yeah. immediately comes back. He's like, oh, I gave you the bacon cheeseburger by accident. I'm going to go ahead and say this. She, I've gotten a burger in five minutes, but not the best burger in the nation. Oh, no. fuck no. I, that, that getting a burger in, in five, five minutes, minutes, you're either a cookout yeah. or you're a farm burger and you're about to be sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh... That's one of those two. I'm just going to let you guess yeah. which one. Yeah. Going to let you guess which one. If the patties are real thin, I can believe it. Oh, yeah. These but this not... was a thick burger. Yeah, T-H-I-C-C with the spaces in between. I I would even say that this maybe even had three C's. Yeah. Yeah. A three C thick burger. <laughs> Why isn't that a name of a burger somewhere? Oh, man. <laughs> let's open a restaurant. Yeah, let's open a restaurant. Call it the Thick Burger, but Hardee's can't sue us because it's spelled T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> and then for the thicker the burger gets, the more C's you add. I love this. <laughs> but we... then to, to say it like out loud, you would say, like, I want the triple thick burger and it had three C's. Feel... I want the quadruple thick burger with four C's. feel completely free to bleep out what I'm about to say. Can we call it Oh, Ben, I am going to bleep that. <laughs> she was in an episode of Lucifer. That's where I've seen ah, her. Ah, the other show with Mark Pellegrino. And Jane the Virgin. The other show with Mark Pellegrino. And she did a voice in L.A. LA Noir. The other show with Mark Pellegrino. And she was in The Spy Next Door. The other show with Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. Mark Pellegrino is in every show, right? Yep. <laughs> NCSI in New York. Yeah, she was She's also a TV in... actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talking about the lady who plays Lilith, who I am like, I where do I know you from? Yeah. Who is that who lady? Who are you? Her name is um, Catherine Bocher. B-O-E-C-H-E-R. Bocher. Bocher. She is from Beaumont, Texas. Ooh. So not a, a Canadian. They shipped her What in. a surprise. I yeah. know, right? I wonder if Jensen and Jared knew her. I mean, she's very pretty. Because they both live in Texas, right? Or Jensen does. Yeah, everybody in Texas knows everybody, hey, right? Hey, uh, Travis, you're from fucking Texas. Do, do you know Jensen Eccles and Jared Pelucky? <laughs> I mean, I... And Catherine Bosher? I'm probably at least seven degrees of Kevin Bacon away from them, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... You're gonna call up your best friend Beto or work later? Like... <laughs> I wonder if they know each other. Hey, I, uh, I was under the impression that Texas was like a big state. Uh, where's Beaumont in relation to wherever Jared Padalecki and uh, Jensen Ackles are from? No, do you want to look it up? Yeah. Yes, I do want to look it up. And I'm doing that right now. I bet you Beaumont's somewhere in between Houston and Austin. I bet you Beaumont's somewhere in fucking Texas. Yeah. I bet it's in the panhandle. You know what? What? I think it's next to San Antonio. That, that's also near Houston and Austin. All three of those cities are right next to each other. Padalecki is from San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Okay. 
And, you know, I don't need to. I'd like to point out. Jensen Ackles. That Ari didn't want to do any research for just this look episode. Up, just Dallas look up. did. Ackles is, Jensen Ackles is from Dallas. He's from Dallas, but he lives in Austin now. Yeah, yeah. Um, just look up where Beaumont is. Okay. Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont is a city in southeastern Texas. Well, all right, I was, I was right. I was right. Okay. I was so right. It is actually uh, further east than Houston. So it turns out you were fucking wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it is very close to the Louisiana border. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So it's just west of Louisiana. Yeah. So it's not between Oh, you Houston know what? I probably know to Houston. No, I haven't driven through it. It's near uh, Lake Charles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and like, you hit Lafayette, and you just go west, and you'll hit it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad we figured out that mystery. Hey. Uh, well, that was the mystery that no one thought was a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery that no one cared about. We're glad we figured that one out. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure she was at the wedding, though. What wedding? Oh, the wedding between Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Oh, right. Yeah, because they're <laughs> definitely married. They're, they don't have wives. Nope. Anyway. Let's be quiet for a minute longer. <laughs> this has got off the rails. <laughs> Much like the episode we just watched. Yeah, what this rails. has got off the fucking Honestly, rails. Honestly, I, I did not pay attention to this episode very much. What did you pay attention to? It's such a good episode. I, I was, I mean, I like, I got it right away. I oh was like, all right, it's God. a meta episode. Blah, blah, blah. When Travis, the plot kicked back I in, I was like, all we right, I get it. Past this. No, I mean, I thought we had we had broken past this. Uh, do you want to know what I was doing? What were you doing? I was texting a pretty girl. <gasps> Look, <laughs> Travis, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> yeah, Ben. <laughs> Hey, man. Ben, in our very first episode, you texted our sis- your sister within five minutes of us and starting. And you tried to call her. Yeah. <laughs> I see I'm the only one who gives a shit. For, for a reason. This is why I have yeah. to pick up y'all's weight. Because hey. I thought in it was going to be funny. Hey, some meta moments. In case y'all are like, wow, Ari talks a shit ton on the podcast. Why doesn't she ever shut up and let the other two talk? I don't have anything to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, that's Ari's, like it, that's just what hanging out with us in real life is like. Yes. Like Ari just talks the most, yes. and we fill true. in some space sometimes. That is not true. Y'all talk all the fucking time. Travis, yeah. you and I could like go round for round. Oh God, we really yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> we really can. I only make friends with talkers because if I didn't, I would just over overshadow. Oh them. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean how you don't? Kind of like how I have to be friends with people that are like usually really, really loud and project, so I can hear what they're fucking saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why are Americans loud? We have a lot of deaf people in the country. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, have to accommodate. It's just a constant Metallica concert hey, in the background. Don't look at me. Like that's a super offensive thing. Is it? Is it a super offensive thing? I f- I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's not offensive to me because I'm a loud American. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most Americans are loud Americans. I feel like, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast or not. I, I've told it a lot. 
But there was one time. Here's another fucking tangent. Um, <laughs> tangents on tangents there on is, tangents. There was one time me and uh, uh, a good friend of the show, Evan Roulette, of Evan Roulette and the Evan Roulettes. We were at a restaurant one time. We were sitting in this booth and we were just having a good time. And then this lady, like, there's this family sitting in the booth like behind Evan. And this lady turns around and goes, why are you screaming? <laughs> and Evan, Evan and I just go, we're not fucking screaming. What are you talking about? <laughs> we just get even louder and then they so, left. So you're a menace. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This Pocky is from Italy. Is that what that means? No, I don't know. I don't... I mean, it's got the Italian flag on it. It's made in Irvine, California. It was distributed by it, but it's a product of Thailand. Yeah, oh, there you go. Pocky is from Thailand? It was probably made in Thailand. I thought it was a Japanese thing. I mean, it's a, it's an anime thing. All right, so that's the entirety of Japanese. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think we could all agree. <laughs> what else is Japan done? I can't think of a single thing, so that must be it. Yep. Um computers okay that's racist uh <laughs> all right so getting back to the episode yeah i want to talk about one other really just like killer moment which is that and i'm impressed that they could pull this off with a character we just met but the scene where sam calls chuck to speak to him privately oh in the, in the, in hotel, the motel in yeah. the hotel room mm-hmm. um and they talk about sam in the demon blood. Yeah. That's when I started paying attention again. <laughs> Great. You should definitely talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Ben hasn't told me to hit record, so we I haven't gotten any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I like how for a minute you kind of freaked out. No, I did not freak out. I knew. <laughs> Knew that I was right. Also, that's more of a fucking slam on y'all than me, because I'll, just... I'll record this again. Yeah, we just went back and recorded all that after yeah. I said that thing. I'll make you do this. <laughs> We've done it before. Yeah. It's not like this is the first time, and it won't be the last. Hey, if you were listening through season three and wondered why episode eight was so weird. Yeah, I am well rested. Y'all are fucking tired. <sighs> no, I'm pretty well rested now. Okay. I was tired yesterday. Ben's fucking tired. Yeah. Um, but the scene, that scene is just really killer. And the fact that it happened with a character we just met is... Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Just the, just, okay. So the scene is, um, it starts with, you know, Sam calls Chuck over and he's like, Chuck, have you seen what I do when I'm not alone with Dean? Yeah. And Chuck's like, the The demon demon blood. blood. That huge rigmarole. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And so that they're standing, but then it cuts to them sitting at a table and it's just close up, reverse shot, shot, close ups. Yeah. And that good bit of like editing and cinematography, which we see them and they're kind of separate and then they share this secret and they're closer. Yeah. Is really good and it makes the scene. I think it makes it more believable that Sam is going to have this conversation with someone he just met. Right. And he doesn't even know, like, what his whole deal is. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, Sam doesn't know that Chuck is a prophet. 
just thinks he's psychic. Yeah. Um, and is focusing on Sam and Dean. That's well, the theory I, before And Cassidy I think that's why it. Sam decided to start confiding in Chuck like that. Yeah. Because he saw what Chuck was going through when, when he had Chuck describe to them what it felt like when he saw visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like shot for shot how Sam felt early on in the series when he would get yeah. his. Headaches. Yeah, headaches and, and sudden flashes and everything like that. Like you can't, like headaches you can't get rid of. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Sam is Sam's reaching, been through this yeah, Sam's been through this and he's trying to reach out to Chuck. Well, and also <laughs> Sam, and they talk about this in the conversation, Sam has a huge burden on his shoulders or he feels like he does. Yeah. He feels like all of this, the apocalypse, uh, Lilith, um, Dean going to hell. He feels like all of it is on him. Right. And when you're carrying that kind of burden, even somebody you don't know very well, the fact that you guys share that secret, it makes it so much easier to talk. Oh yeah. Like you, 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 you share something that you've been keeping like close to your chest to one person. It gets easier to talk, tell the second person. And the oh, person absolutely. After that, yeah. So oh, yeah. on and so forth. Um, so, uh, but I just, I like that whole thing. And I think J-Pad did a really good job acting. And uh, Chuck's actor did really great, too. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Rob Benedict. Rob Benedict. Yeah. Oh, he's in that Sherlock show, right? He's in a lot of things. Is he in that Sherlock show? Yeah, Benedict Humbus what? His first name's actually Robert, but in that show he's credited as Benedict. I thought you were talking about elementary. <laughs> Unfortunately, I kind not. of hoped you were talking about elementary. Yeah, because then I was going to be like, "Let's watch Elementary for LSA." Nope, a show you can access to by checking out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/halfcast. I went to that was a good one. Thank you. I uh, I took I took the low road with that one. Thanks for getting my hopes up. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, Rob Benedict is a uh, he's obviously going to come back, and he's just a really nice uh, addition to the cast. Oh, yeah. He does a really good job of like nervous alcoholic writer who is thrust into the situation that he does not want to Oh be yeah, in. I yeah. loved his body language throughout the episode yeah, when yeah. I was paying attention. Um <laughs> I paid attention I I paid attention for most of the episode. I'm going to take this pocky box, this empty pocky box and I will beat you to death with it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, if Travis dies in the next 48 hours, it wasn't me. <laughs> On this table, there's way better things to kill a man with. But I'm going to do it yeah. with the empty pocky box. You could make me... Um... You could yeah, make I me mean, overdose on cranberry supplements. And there's cranberry supplements and other drugs. And sriracha. And sriracha and a computer I could beam him to death with. And yet, I have chosen my weapon. Yeah. And it is this... Chocolate banana, banana cream covered chocolate biscuit sticks <laughs> box. How many more times can you fit banana in that sentence? Chocolate banana, banana cream covered biscuit sticks. Banana. Chocolate covered chocolate, covered chocolate biscuit sticks. Chocolate banana. Chocolate banana. Yep. Chocolate banana. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What else did I like? Oh, I liked... Uh, Dean is trying to get Chuck. So Cass, uh, Sam and Lilith are about to do the do. 
the deed. And here's why. Lilith is like, this is actually an interesting bit of information. Oh, yeah. And we've kind of mentioned this earlier, but Lilith's like, I feel like I'm not going to survive this war. Mm-hmm. I'm really nervous about it. So I'm just going to stop opening the seals and Lucifer can just hang where he is. Uh, but I want to kill you and your brother. And you have to fuck me to like seal the get, deal. Seal the deal, right? And Sam's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, still, just that, like that. Ah. Uh, uh. Um, and uh, they go to do it, and Dean is so worried about like because he's trying to get Sam to leave. So they don't talk to Lilith, but Sam's like, no, I'm strong enough to beat her. He's yeah. Not. But he wants to believe he is. Right. Um, I mean, he was able to beat Alistair. Well, yeah. So how much and... harder would it be to beat Lilith? A lot <gasps> harder. Yeah. A lot harder. At least more demon blood. Harder than sure. Lilith likes it. I'm going to bleep that. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Um, and... Are you me? <clears throat> no. <laughs> And <laughs> that's when Dean starts praying and Cass has that like human moment and Cass is like, hey, I can't interfere with the prophets because prophets have an archangel attached to them. Yeah. An archangel. Mm-hmm. Heaven's most terrifying. So, for example, if I were a demon, even a high level one, I would be like, Whoops. Not chill. Yeah. To hang out with an archangel. And Dean's like, oh, I got it. So he's trying to get Chuck to go with him so that Chuck and Lilith are in the same room. (laughs) And uh, he and Chuck's like, no, I haven't read that far. And Dean's like, I'm going to need you to nut up and get it done. Yeah. And Chuck's like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And then Dean goes, all right, well, I have a gun in my pocket and I will fucking kill you. Yeah. If you don't come with me. <laughs> I loved that. And then Chuck's response is, didn't you just say I had an archangel protecting me? Yeah. <laughs> and Dean goes, huh, interesting predicament. Let's see who's the faster draw. That was pretty I great. love that. Yeah. Uh, that was such a good time. That was that was nice. A nice break. Yeah. And of course, Sam's not going to fuck Lilith. He doesn't take the deal. He's trying yeah. to stab her. Mm-hmm. But then Lilith tries to stab him. And that's when our intrepid heroes walk in. Yeah. Yep. What about, did y'all have any like stay down moments from the episode that you really enjoyed or anything you didn't like? Uh I mean when, once we got into the whole like I and we talked about this right at the start, it's like once we got into the whole like I was mad of stuff, we gotta figure out what to do to not do what he writes. Whoops, it's happening anyway. Like, that was kind of... Yeah. I feel like it was going through the motions of a, what an episode like this is like. It feels like fight fate. Yeah. It feels like playing D&D with a DM that's going to make you do it. I liked that yeah. better. I liked that whole thing better when we were in Mystery Spot. Yes. Yeah. 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 It worked way better in Mystery Spot. Because in Mystery Spot, it was... A time loop. Yeah. Sam had already experienced everything. Right. And he was hundreds of times... And he was just making predictions based off what he knew of Dean. Yeah. Not them trying to fight fate when they can't. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I did really enjoy. So one of the so they have Chuck's 
manuscript and Lilith's going to find Sam. And Dean's like, okay, Chuck says that y'all are, he, she finds you at the Red Motel. So we're going to yeah. go to the Troubadour Motel. Right. Except the sign's going out and it says it's red. red. Yeah. Like, like a, a bunch of that. Come that. on. I enjoyed that, but everything else that was like that, like yeah. Dean gets hit by a, like a, a minivan yeah. and the and the daughter puts uh, band-aids on her because Sam was like, you, you'd never put flower band-aids on you. Right. Use duct tape or whatever, <laughs> which doesn't sound sanitary, but uh, no. And, and and the rest, all of that was kind of like, mm, but I did think the troubadour thing was kind of clever. Yeah, it was all right. Well, and here's why, in my opinion, that was the only instance like that where they tried to do the opposite and ended up walking right into it. Right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything else. With, yeah, was with like, like the burger, it was like an accident, and then all that. So. I, well, and Dean getting hit by the car, there's nothing he could have done to prevent. Right. That. You know, except look both ways before crossing the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the whole thing was that. Well, I mean, his car was getting broken, broken into. into. Yeah. Still. Um, the I other do. thing I liked at the beginning of the episode, the the agent, the oh the yeah agent. Yeah. Oh I, my god. She's I was like, a, she, she's a hoot. She looks like she belongs in a romance novel. That's what I said about her. Yes, her. She has. And this she has is, got a look going on. This is some two thousand stuff. She has got two, like, split-down-the-middle hair, a dark brunette, mm-hmm. and then blonde. Yeah. Which is a... That's a choice. It is. Um, but she has a tattoo of the uh, the demon possession symbol on her ass. Yeah. yeah. Was it on her ass, or was it a tramp stamp? If it was a tramp stamp, they would have showed it to us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was giving them the look that she wanted to be the bridge of a river Kwai, if you know what I'm uh, saying. Okay, she you said was, that during uh, the episode, too. Yeah, oh, no. I, I repeated it because it made me happy. <laughs> yeah. she, the moon was out, if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. it was. She was oh, right. it was daytime, but you yeah. can still see the moon. But I did, like, I did like at the beginning when everyone was like, oh, man, y'all must be such big fans. And you then, guys know everything. You guys know everything. And then when they're talking to the manager... Uh, they're like, yeah, we're big fans, and they show their tattoos, and she's like, oh, let me show you mine. mine. Uh, Wiggling my eyebrows, but no one can see. Yeah, because my eyebrows looking. are very hard to see. <laughs> also, this is a podcast. Yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> physical gags, physical gags. Um, and yeah, and that's everything I liked about the episode, and we've already kind of talked about what we didn't like. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the ending? Both of y'all. Oh, when, I, I liked the ending. When Zachariah comes back? Yeah. yeah there he is. Mm-hmm. There's that boy. There's that boy. Yeah. Zachariah was Beckariah. And, uh, I liked when Chuck was walking to the kitchen. He's like, what are you about? What you gonna do, Chuck? Chuck's like, oh, you know, gonna kill myself. Yeah. And Zachariah's just like, oh, honey, we just bring you back. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, this we've kind of gotten hints that the angels are dicks. no good. Yeah, dicks with wings. I mean, I, I feel like we've gotten way more than hints. Okay, we've had it flat out said. Because yeah. <laughs> basically, in that scene, what happens is Chuck has a vision of what's to come. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up and he's like, I gotta warn Sam and Dean. And Zachariah's like, no, you do not. And if you try, I will stop you. Yeah. And this is this is the first time we see 
an angel threatening some somebody that's not and sam and dean it's not sam and dean and it's not for the greater good right uh what do you think he was talking about like what do you think chuck saw chuck probably saw lucifer coming out mm-hmm. that's what i think and zachariah's presence uh, wait, hang on. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so Chuck sees something. You think it's Lucifer. Mm-hmm. All right. What? How does Zachariah fit into this? Uh, Zachariah used to be best buds with old Lucy. You think it's another Uriel situation? I mean, it's possible. I, it's I, possible? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past this show to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, Uriel was in, in charge of Castiel, and he turned out to be a real bad guy. Now this is a guy who's even more in charge of Castiel, and he's even more bad guy. Like, yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. Okay. Uh, oh, here's another prediction that y'all are going to stare at me about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be something to do with Castiel and not following orders. To, to stick on the side of Sam and Dean. There goes Ben. Ari has her glasses off. Ben's not facing me. No one's looking at me now. <laughs> I'm either so right or so wrong, and I'll never know until I get there. I will say there is a Castiel-focused episode, not the next one, but the one after. I'm excited about that. Me too. Sam, Dean. Sam and Dean. Actually, this is... It's I'm not tr- going to be Sam, Dean. I'm it's... trying to sneak around. <laughs> My ass is dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> does Misha Collins have wait, a wait, dummy wait, wait. thick ass? David Hayter does. No. <laughs> it's a joke for me and Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Solid Snake does. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's who voices Solid Snake. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not in like not in a Chuck McClone Daddy game because that was uh that was Kiefer Sutherland yeah but that's not Solid Snake that's, that's Boss not, yeah that's, yep that's a big Boss that's punished Venom Snake yep <laughs> which is somehow more phallic yeah <laughs> and he's also known by the name Chuck McClone Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> um. We'll get so, there yeah. soon. Yeah. We've got some things to look forward to. I'm pretty I, excited. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, Travis, you don't pay attention to these next couple episodes. I'll... <laughs> I'm just going to finish that sentence there and let you fill in the blanks. All right. Well. Uh, but I can say this episode has made me really want a burger. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, yeah. like God damn, I want a big-ass burger. Like a big, yeah. crazy thick burger. Like, yeah. I want a... I want a dummy, I thick want burger. I want a burger That'll be ash... Cheeks dummy thick clapped. burgers. Yeah, dummy thick burgers. There we go. That's they, the name of our restaurant. Yeah. Oh my God, oh, I thought I it was gonna be that. the name of the yeah. episode. Actually, oh, that's have, also the name have, of the episode too. <laughs> Hell yes, Ben. <laughs> I have a suggestion for the name of the episode. Okay. It's Ari, Ben, and Travis do an episode of Hey Ass But after <gasps> watching an episode of Supernatural. Oh, actually, yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like super specific. Yeah. <laughs> what we're literally doing. 
I can start it with the gang. <laughs> That's how I always like write the descriptions. If yeah. I don't want to write, if I'm tired of writing Ari, Ben, and Travis, I'll just put the gang. The cut, gang. Cut this like section of conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. out. No, I feel like we should leave all of this in, including us talking about cutting it out. Yeah, okay. I'm just. Gonna, I'm not going to cut anything from this episode. Oh, oh my shit! God. I get except... the full process. Yeah, except for like the parts I said I was going to bleep out. <laughs> At least cut out me coughing like that one time oh, okay yeah yeah six times yeah several i mean the the audience has heard you cough before ari i don't know if you're and they're terrified about it <laughs> yeah. i'm not shy about um, you have lung cancer she coughs like she does i don't think you do you cough when you have lung cancer yeah yeah i don't fucking know any of that if you got some shit in your lungs you'll cough about it yeah especially if you had literal shit in your lungs yeah i don't think the body works that way no I mean, that's kind of what having pneumonia is. That's yeah, true. You got I shit just, in your lungs. Uh, yeah. over... Never mind. Um... All right. <laughs> burgers, burgers, burgers. Burgers. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, please find us on social media and our website. Hmm? Uh, social media at Habcast, Patreon, patreon.com slash Habcast, and our website, www.habcast.com. Habcast.com. You can find it's, links to everything on that website. It's really a one-stop shop. It really is. You can listen to the episodes on the website. You can see pictures of us. Check there's, out our merch. Yeah, check out our merch. There's videos of us doing stand-up comedy. And, uh, it's uh, pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. it's Not pretty sweet. going to lie. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, please check out our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you can get a whole new show called Let's Shag Ass. Where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. I know that we've gotten some pretty banger episodes out. We really have. Uh, we've watched Stonehenge Apocalypse. We've watched Veronica Mars. P.S. I Love You. Devour. The worst movie of all time. Possession. <laughs> just all, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice. It's also a nice break from watching and reviewing Supernatural. It really oh, is. Yeah. It's a good it's a good change of pace every once it, it in a is. while. It is. <laughs> I feel like we should challenge ourselves with these new episodes of LSA to find the worst of the worst that we possibly can. I mean, oh, shit, man. we've done it, man. We've, done, we've already been there. And that shit was there. Devour, Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. I and feel like Stonehenge Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Like, we, we can do worse. All. We found them all. We can do worse. We have a ranking of all the stuff we watched in for a second. Travis, I thought your Stonehenge Apocalypse was four instead of eight. Oh. And I was huh. about to be like, Wait. What? One of these yeah. things is not like the other. Because, <laughs> like, Stonehenge Apocalypse from uh, me and Ben is 11 and 9. <laughs> it's, it, like, watch it. It's worth $2 and, I don't know, alcohol I mean, poisoning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say watch Devour if you want, like, a good, bad thing. Yeah, that one's to free. Watch. And, yeah, well, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, if you free. have Amazon Prime, it's free. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Stonehenge Apocalypse wasn't. It sure as fuck was not. Yeah. We yeah. had to rent it. Rent it. Had to pay three fucking dollars. In this day and age? <laughs> but I mean, like Ben said, it was I it was worth three dollars and a bottle Look, of whiskey. If you yeah. if you have a podcast where you review things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural, <laughs> then it's worth the three dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've. I think it's safe to say we've made that money. Back. Hey, yeah. Hey, However, actually, you can give us three dollars <laughs> and just listen to us talk about it. Yeah. And pay us back for watching it for you. How about that? Pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, this has been a fun episode to record. Uh, 
I'm gonna kill Travis after we're done. Yeah. So for the rest of you, have fun and don't die. Let's go get burgers. Yeah. It's like you never want to hear your dentist say whoops. Yeah. (laughs) Or like...